Jen Banks here. This is the podcast A is for Adversity, and I'm going to talk about being more intentional about our thoughts and our goals so we can make our lives happen instead of letting life happen to us. This is episode five, Dare to Be. Ken Fernandes is the sponsor of this episode. Ken is the husband of Sherry, and he also works with her in her life coaching business. From him, I learned about governing values, which I will talk about in this episode. Ken is now the owner of Lee's Candies, so Boise friends, go check it out. It's good to be back. It feels like it's been a while since I've recorded. It was the beginning of December when I last recorded an episode, and I will now be releasing my podcast episodes weekly since I've caught up to the timeline that I wanted to have. I've since had a baby and the holidays have passed, there's still no snow, but here we are. I'm going to start by talking about a big dreams list. You may have heard this also called a bucket list, but I heard this term from Sherry and Ken Fernandes and have since adopted it. A big dreams list is where you write down what you want to do, have, or be in life. When Sherry taught me about this, she pushed me to have at least 50 items on my list. That was more than I'd ever thought of, and it was a challenge to come up with some of them, but it really pushed me to think about what I want in life and how I want it to look. When you're writing these items, you need to be as specific as possible. There should be no ambiguity, and when one is accomplished, you'll know immediately. She also said to phrase them as if they've already happened. So an example would be, I have traveled to every continent. I'll share three of mine, one that I want to do, one that I want to have, and one that I want to be. So first is, I can play 50 hymns on the piano. When I was seven years old, I started playing the violin. I took violin lessons, and I continued that throughout high school. So I definitely have had some musical instruction but never took piano lessons or learned that much about the bass clef. In 2016, I made a goal to learn 50 hymns on the piano by the year 2018. Now, I'm still working on that goal, so I didn't reach my goal by the time limit that I had set, but I am still working towards it. It makes it hard to practice with little kids now, but that is something that I'm striving to be able to do. I feel like that goal is one of the few goals that I've actually put my heart and soul into. So I'm very proud of it. My have goal is that I want to have, well, okay, sorry, I need to phrase it. I have a gazebo. I think gazebos are very romantic. I have kissed my husband in many gazebos. That's our rule. Whenever we see a gazebo, we kiss. On our wedding night, we stayed in the anniversary inn in a gazebo bed. It was round. The mattress was round, so that was interesting, but it was very awesome. So I definitely will have one in my backyard. And the last one, I am a life coach. This is the one I am currently pursuing, as you might have noticed from this podcast. And it's interesting because to be a life coach, there are no regulations. It's not mandated. You don't have to go to a school per se, or have a certain credential. If you want to declare yourself a life coach, you can. More training might be preferred or desired, but I've decided to go a different route. And if I get to coach individuals, that's awesome. And if not, 
Well, I've learned a ton from it, and I continue to learn. The more I learn about life coaching, the more I realize just how many life coaches there are out there. And we can't let the idea that it's already been done before stop us. I wouldn't be here doing this podcast if that were true. There's always room for another singer, hairstylist, teacher, anything in the world. Just start. Don't compare your beginning to their middle. Everyone who got where they are had to begin where they were. Life is about taking risks. David Lloyd George said, Don't be afraid to take a big step. You can't cross a chasm with two small steps. And in the case of Indiana Jones, he acted and then the help came, or the steps appeared. When you begin something new, you don't have to know how. That will come with time and as you research and put the time in to develop a skill or pursue an interest. In the words of the Frozen 2 song, just do the next right thing. (laughs) Now that song stuck in my head. What if you have no clue what to do or what to go after in life? You can refer back to the BU episode where you can get to know yourself, try new things, explore new interests. If you fail or don't like something, that's useful information. Audrey Hepburn said, Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. You can either do thought work about what you've started, you might love it, or you'll move on to something else. Never be afraid to try something new. Amateurs built the Ark, and professionals built the Titanic. The following quote is by Marianne Williamson, and it's very popular and well-known. I didn't used to like it because I didn't understand it, but now I see exactly how profound it really is. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. The last thing I'm going to talk about is governing values, like I mentioned in my introduction. To start, I will talk about Benjamin Franklin. When Benjamin Franklin was around 20 years old, he realized that he wasn't very well liked. He fell short of his ideal in a lot of areas of his life. He felt like he ate too much and drank too much. He talked too much, especially about himself, and he spent more money than he should. He realized that he wasn't finishing any of his goals, and so on. So he struggles with things that we ourselves struggle with. So he came up with 13 virtues that, if he got better at, would help him to become more of the person that he wanted to be. The reason he chose 13 was not because of the 13 colonies, as you might think, but it was because 13 times 4 is 52. So he and I kind of think the same way. because there are 52 weeks in a year, and he could work on each virtue for one month. These are the virtues he chose. Temperance, eat not to dullness, drink not to elevation. 
Silence. Speak not but what may benefit others or yourself. Avoid trifling conversation. Order. Let all your things have their places. Let each part of your business have its time. Resolution. Resolve to perform what you ought. Perform without fail what you resolve. Frugality. Make no expense but to do good to others or yourself. For example, waste nothing. Industry. Lose no time. Be always employed in something useful. Cut off all unnecessary actions. Sincerity. Use no hurtful deceit. Think innocently and justly, and if you speak, speak accordingly. Justice. Wrong none by doing injuries or omitting the benefits that are your duty. Moderation. Avoid extremes. Forbear resenting injuries so much as you think they deserve. Cleanliness. Tolerate no uncleanliness in body, clothes, or habitation. Tranquility. Be not disturbed at trifles or at accidents common or avoidable. Chastity. Rarely use venery, but for health or offspring, never to dullness, weakness, or the injury of your own or another's peace or reputation. Humility. Imitate Jesus and Socrates. When a year was up, Benjamin Franklin would simply start over again, and he continued this practice for the rest of his life. A similar concept is taught through a fable in the book entitled The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. It is about a poor camel boy who rose to success. It has become one of my favorite books and again was recommended to me by Ken Fernandes. Following the principles in this book, Ken has written pages of what he calls governing values. And where Benjamin Franklin's virtues were just a sentence or two, Ken's are about a page in length. (laughs) I came up with my own governing values and mine are about a paragraph. I will read to you my governing values, and then I will choose one paragraph to read to you. Number one, words. I leave rude things unsaid. Number two, actions. I am becoming a celestial being in every way. Number three, thoughts. I am the master of my thoughts. Four, virtue. I walk in virtue. Five, disciple. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Number six, minimalist. I am content with what I have. Seven, gratitude. I greet each day with a grateful heart. Eight, intentionality. I choose to act. Nine, perspective. I maintain perspective. Ten, meekness. I am meek. Eleven, marriage. I do not let my marriage grow stale. And you'll notice that I wrote these as if I've already done them, just like the big dreams list. I will continue to work on these throughout my life, and I am still far from achieving them, but it gives me a direction to go. I will now read one of the paragraphs that I have written. I chose to read the one about words, and you'll notice that I repeat the main part of the governing value three times. This is so I can really solidify it in my mind. I am not ashamed of the words that come out of my mouth, for I leave rude things unsaid. I do not know the battles you face, nor why you make the choices you do, so I speak kind words. When I am tempted to say an unkind thing, I think instead about what I love about you. I do not withhold compliments. I leave rude things unsaid. 
There is enough hate, disgust, and judgment in this world, and it has no place in my conversations. I leave rude things unsaid. I encourage you to create your own governing values. I will end with the weekly wisdom. This quote is anonymous, but it says, I do not intend to tiptoe through life only to arrive safely at death. Have a good week, and I will talk to you later.